Welcome to the Coach for Tutors podcast, where we grow your tutoring business with each episode. My name is Michael Gibbon, the founder of the podcast, and today we are joined by an incredible entrepreneur, a guru in the tutoring sphere, and personal friend, Joanne Kaminsky. Joanne, welcome. So glad to be here. Oh, happy to have you here. Joanne is a former teacher and reading specialist turned online reading tutor. She is the founder of the Online Tutor Coach LLC, where she helps other tutors who are great at tutoring but struggle with attracting students. Joanne impacts over 20,000 tutors throughout her YouTube channel, Facebook group, Instagram, and podcast. And she is the author of How to Start an Online Tutoring Business, making four to five figures a month. Joanne, welcome again. Oh, I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Oh, it's a pleasure. And uh, so Joanne uh, Kaminsky actually uh, has been on our podcast before. And today, uh, Joanne, you're going to be talking to us very about a very important topic that I think will resonate with a lot of our listeners about that transition from being a teacher to a tutor. So could you tell us more about your experience in the classroom? Yeah. So I started off in the third grade classroom and I thought it would be really cool to start off at a, a brand new school. It was a charter school and I was really excited, you know, before I stepped into that first classroom of mine. However, there was no furniture inside of that classroom. I mean, it was literally, we were building this school from the ground up and uh, we had to build our furniture and all that great stuff. And um, as I was inside of the the classroom, I had no, I had no idea that most of my job was going to be classroom management. Um, Mm -hmm. I had gone to school to learn how to teach kids. Like I didn't learn how to babysit kids. I didn't learn how to, you know, um, get inside of their minds to control their behavior. And, you know, I didn't, I didn't study any of that kind of stuff, but you know, the, the big thing I studied was how can I help kids learn and, and, and become their best versions of themselves. So when I stepped into my very first classroom and kids are fighting and kids are, Mm-hmm. you know, um, throwing their desks and they are banging their heads against furniture. And I had one little boy who was crawling around the floor. Um, he was, he was actually a homeless child who clearly was oh. mentally affected and impacted by that. But I wasn't expecting these kinds of things walking into the classroom. Clearly all of my student teaching experiences, while some of them were some rough placements, none of them looked like this. And I thought, what am I doing wrong? There must be something wrong with me. And I was listening to all the other teachers at the school and they were having the same experience as well. And the, um, our administration changed over three times that first year. We had three different principals and, um, and it was just, it was insane. We had a 50% that year. We had a 75% turnover with teachers. <laughs> and I mean, they were leaving in the middle of the wow. school year. Some, some could only last a week or two before they, they left uh, those doors. But the next year, only 25% of those teachers came back. And I was one of the 25%. Um, I, I happened to have experienced a death in my family that was really rough and hard and I couldn't mentally fathom getting a job somewhere else. So I came back and my second year was much better. I had learned that classroom management. I had learned how to build relationships with my students. And I finally felt like I could start sort of kind of teaching them. It still wasn't to the level that I wanted to. There was still a lot of classroom management stuff that was involved, but I was able to get further with them. And I loved them so much, I decided to move into the fourth grade realm with them. And um, and at that point, my the administration started noticing how much I loved teaching reading. And they asked me to become a 
uh, reading specialist um, in, in the school system, be the reading curriculum coordinator and do trainings for other teachers across the country with our reading program. And I, it was an awesome, awesome opportunity. And then I had my first uh, child and of course my perspectives changed. And I was like, is this really what I wanna do? Do I wanna work 12 hours a day and then not really be there for my own child? And so I talked down my hours for the following year as a reading curriculum coordinator, went back to school to get my master's and all of that kind of stuff, only to, I, I thought this was very interesting. So at charter schools, they don't guarantee that you're going to get a raise um, if you finish your master's and get the, the credits and the degree and all that kind of stuff. And I thought that was really awkward. I thought that was just like a part of the process. And so I actually had to fight for a raise that year when I had gotten my master's and I had really clearly, I was, I was, I was paying for that out of pocket. That wasn't something that the school was paying for. And, and no, you know, I, I was able to talk myself into a small raise, but I just thought this is ridiculous. Like this path that I'm going through here, like this is, this is not fulfilling whatsoever. Um, more and more of my time was being spent on now helping other teachers with the classroom management in their classrooms. And I wasn't able to get very far with helping kids with reading. So, you know, I decided after I had a health scare that maybe I should be doing something else. And that's when I decided to make my exit out of that position. And I said, okay, I don't know what I'm going to do next, but I'm going to figure something out. And so I tried five other businesses that I failed at. And then I decided to, um, it, after one year of failing at all those businesses, what I didn't realize was, you know, the universe was really preparing me to start my online tutoring business. I was getting all the background information that I needed in order to be successful right out of the gate with my, with my online tutoring business. And so that's what happened. I began getting students online a year later um, after I had started this journey of entrepreneurship. And uh, I was really happy being able to work with students one-on-one. -on -one. It was absolutely incredible. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Like, I, I've never been happier, like working with kids one-on-one, -on -one, not dealing with the classroom management and, and, and getting results. Like I'm really getting results. Like I'm really making an impact. Like I couldn't see the kind of impact I was making in the classroom um, as much, you know, test scores were low at our school. We had only, you know, 70% of our kids were, were below reading level. Um, so seeing these kinds of results and how quickly they were happening, I was like, Oh my God, I have found my path. This is my passion. Like, I'm never going to stop doing this. I'm doing it forever. Powerful. I mean, you will miss the, the students and, you know, they have your heart and, but you knew it was, it was time to make that shift so that you can make the appreciable results and on your terms. Yeah. And really yeah. make that one-on-one -on -one connection and uh, make that, make that really accelerate that for the, for the students so that they do have a chance. They do really have that full opportunity with you to flourish. And I no longer had to worry about like, I have to use this curriculum or that curriculum because that's, that's where our, our school is going right now. Right. I could be like, I could be like, okay, Joanne, just take what you know to be the best teaching practices and apply them to your students and let's see what happens. Right. And it happened. Like they were able to get really quick results. And I'm like, this is what I was talking about. When I was telling, I was telling them like all this time, like the Dibbles assessment and all these kinds of things. I'm like, okay, you're not seeing growth in the Dibbles assessment because 
you're taking a fourth grade student who's reading at a first grade reading level and you're expecting to see gains at a fourth grade level. It's not going to happen. You're using the wrong assessments. And, and they just laughed at me like, no, Joanne, this is what we have to do. Like we have this grant and we have to do it this way. I'm like, I understand, but it's not giving you the results that are helping you to make the decisions that you need to be able to make. And they, 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 they just kind of ignored me through that entire process. And now as I'm my own tutor, I can be like, okay, what's the data I need? And how can I show growth? And, and how can I determine that growth really is being made with my students and I'm getting the results with them that they deserve? Absolutely. And with the confidence you have, you can put together what's going to work best for your students. And with that confidence, you know, it's easier to communicate with families and you're not being tied behind all the red tape and barriers and frankly, bureaucratic nonsense at times that yeah, really yeah. hold back what we're in teaching to do, which is to help children and make a difference. So what would be your top piece of advice that you could give to a teacher that's listening out there or somebody who just entered the tutoring sphere from teaching about going into tutoring and really making it on their own and doing this? I think the biggest part is you're already great at the teaching part. Like don't, don't feel like imposter syndrome is sinking, sinking into you, right? Like imposter syndrome is this idea that, well, I don't really know if I really can do this or if I can't do this. You can do this. You have so much experience going on into this. You absolutely can do this. You just need to find an assessment for your student, right? And then be able to figure out how can I close the gap for that student? How can I create the best plan of attack for them? And then put it into practice. The biggest piece of advice, like since you know how to do that part is now you need to learn how to market your services. A lot of people will start in places like Wizand or Tutors.com, but mm -hmm. they're going to take a percentage, right? And you're going to feel resentment about that. So there's a 25% off the top for each student that you get that, that will go directly to Wizand. A lot of tutors don't like that. They want to take the full share, but with the full share comes marketing, right? So if, if you're not willing to give up that 25%, you have to learn the marketing if you want to be successful. So learn how to create an online presence, learn how to put yourself out there, create content, uh, network with other tutors and, um, and, and really make a name for yourself out there because you get to make your own name for yourself right? I, I figured out like online, I'm like, nobody is telling my story right now. So what if I tell my story? What if I share information about me online and then people can find me everywhere online? Wouldn't that be awesome? And it led right on into, you know, me being able to work with them. And so I thought about all the different ways that I could create content, connect with other tutors and, um, fill out my social media profile. So it said everything that it needed to say, mm -hmm. create a website so that it can get found, um, learn some strategies like SEO. And I know that in the beginning, all of this is probably sounding like, whoa, hold the horse, Joanne. There's so <laughs> many different things that like I need to be thinking about. You don't have to learn them all at once. Okay. Just start with one thing slowly grow, get to know, and then go on to the next thing, right? Mm -hmm. So if it's creating your website, slowly figure out how to create your website. It doesn't have to be like a speed test in order for you to do this unless you have some kind of a, um, unless you're in financial trouble in some kind of way, but use the time to really build up 
that presence that you have online so that people can find you. And so many people, they don't take the time to do that or they get started and they stop. And um, there's so many people that are out there to support you. So, so take a look. I mean, I've got my YouTube channel out there where you can take a look where there's, there's videos there. You've got Michael's podcast here that, that shares, you know, lots of great tools and tips. There's so many great people that you can follow and begin to learn from without investing any money in the beginning and then find who you connect with the most and then begin joining them, join their communities, join their Facebook groups, you know, begin to interact with them so that you can really take your business to that next level. Love all of that, Joanne. That was great. I mean, I love what you said about imposter syndrome and just you know, you have to shed that skin because as teachers out there, tutors out there, you know, you can do it because you wouldn't be in it. Otherwise, you know, you have a passion for it and go for it. And like Joanne was saying, take it step by step, day by day and connect with people. Connectivity is really going to be the lifeblood of your business, especially when you're starting out. So take the plunge and don't be afraid to go for it. Even just taking small dips before you go in and you'll be on your way. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Joanne, thank you so much for joining us today on the Coach for Tutors podcast. Is there a way that our listeners, I think you had already mentioned your wonderful YouTube channel. Are there other ways that our listeners can reach you? Yeah, absolutely. You can go to onlinetutorcoach.com. And if you add a backslash 50, you'll be able to see there's a free gift for you. And that is to be able to learn how to get 50. uh, You'll learn 50 plus ways to be able to get online tutoring students. Because I know in the beginning, that's what you need, right? You just need students, get started, get all those pieces going and, and the rest will begin to happen for you. So check that out. We also have the ultimate support group for online tutors on Facebook. It is a free community for you to join and begin to start asking some of those questions that you have and get some uh, responses from people so that you can realize like, look, you don't have to do this alone. We are all here to support each other. Fantastic. Thank you so much for Joanne again for joining us today. And this is again, it's the Coach for Tutors podcast and make it a great day. 